Every beat and every note, from the classic samples and hip-hop tracks to the electrifying sounds born from synthesizers, has been a step in the dance of musical evolution, sparking endless debates about what's genuine and what's genius. Now, as text-to-music AI steps onto the stage, it's remixing the controversy playlist, making us wonder if we're on the brink of a new era or just spinning up another verse in the age-old song of technological disruption. It's like a slick DJ blending the old with the new, keeping the groove alive while stirring the pot of musical innovation. I mean, at the end of the day, who really cares where the groove came from, as long as you can shake your moneymaker to it? Am I right? It's February 1st, where rhythms traverse across the universe in a symphony so diverse. This is Up Against Reality, a meta-podcast that explores the intersection of humanity and artificial intelligence. I'm Raina, one of your hosts. I have some pretty charming human co-hosts, too. It's going to be a wild ride, so buckle up as AI comes crashing up against reality. Shake your money maker. Shake your money maker. Yeah. Uh, this is one of those episodes I've, I've been looking forward to because it's just going to be fun. Oh, the best. As opposed I to all those you know, other episodes we just like. Yeah, all that was just a warm up. <laughs> 32 episodes of warming up for this yeah. scenario. Yeah. AI and music. Yeah, what could go wrong? <laughs> yeah. You know, obviously controversial. Mm-hmm. So I, I was going to start by saying something controversial. And I, I don't know if you're going to agree with this <laughs> sentiment. Because yeah. this came up in our, last week's discussion with Dr. Doak. Spotify is the work of the devil. How do you feel about that? I am very conflicted. It's a double-edged sword for me. Yeah, musicians are not getting paid. That is mm-hmm. the that is awful. And I know some are better than others. I know Apple Music pays more than Spotify, but it's still pretty paltry amount of money. At the same time, it's like I have never discovered more music mm-hmm. th- that I w- would not more than likely not have found otherwise. Game-changing for me. I, I've never listened to more music in my life. Yeah. it's It's been wonderful. Like, Spotify, I won't spend too much time on this, but, you know, I, I have both a Spotify and a Apple Music uh, subscription. And I like Apple Music because it's lossless, it's super hi-fi, uh, they have stuff in Dolby Atmos, which is fun to listen to, but... I started out with Spotify and they were they were put together a, a playlist. It's a custom playlist for you of based on your listening habits, some music that you might like. And it's mm-hmm. very hit and miss. Uh, I mean, it's like about two hours of music. And if there was three songs in there that I absolutely loved, that was a w- big win. Sometimes it's one, sometimes it's none. Um, and I would, every, every week I would make a point of listening to the whole thing. I, I mean, obviously wow. if, it, if it was yeah. something I didn't like right away, I would skip it. Long story short, I have, uh, anything that I absolutely loved, I, I would save to a playlist. Faves from Discover Weekly 2018, 2019, each year. And I have accumulated, I don't know, I mean, 20 plus hours of, of, of music, only finding one or two songs a week, um, you know, and bands I never would have found, and music that I is super important to me now, like like really good stuff. So so yeah, that's why I'm conflicted. Yeah, yeah, it sucks. Of, of course, yeah. yeah. You, and you're in this amazing candy store, this endless candy store, right? Yeah, yeah. And you know, bands that I really like, you know, I'll try to like remember. Hey, let me, let me. I'll buy something from them. I'll go see them live guy named Kevin Russell, who's in a, one of my favorite bands called The Gourds. They're no longer together, but he's got a great solo career now. During the pandemic, he was doing like a live stream on Facebook, and I didn't miss a single one of those. It was great. I'd happily throw him 50 bucks each time or, you know, something like, I'm like, hey, man, you know, I know you can't be out there and touring. And like, yeah, these are people I want to support. So sure. I do feel dirty, you know, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, relying on this so much. To your point, and, and obviously AI and music is very controversial. That's why we're we're starting with the controversy of Spotify in a related manner. Yes, we all love Spotify and the convenience of it all and the ability to go down the rabbit hole and chase these breadcrumb trails to you know, the algorithm that's 
feeding us the stuff we love, right? Mm -hmm. But to your point, though, you are one of those guys who goes out of their way to support artists and throws 50 bucks at somebody, right? Like, how does, other than exposure, how does anybody survive as a fledgling artist these days? Uh, I mean, unless you're hitting the road and you're selling a ton of merch, like, what, how do you survive? Yeah, like exposure. That's a classic thing. Like, well, you know, sure. we can't pay it too much, but you, you know, <laughs> be worth it for the exposure at you know, some yeah. dive bar gig. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> for like five people and then your yeah, friends yeah, yeah. That, that came. <laughs> and then your bar, so, your yeah, bar listen, tab is more than what they were going to pay you. Totally. Exactly. You boys <laughs> drank $300 worth of beer. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Just, devalues art. So I, you know, I feel the same way you do too, but I, I've kind of come over to the other side more like, here's an example. My son, I think I told you is like a budding rapper. He's really good. Mm -hmm. I'm impressed with him. He's ventured into the, the, the Spotify deep end, put his work out there and he 17,000 plays on one of his songs. I'm so proud of him. That's amazing. And, yeah, it's amazing until you find out that it yielded $2 for him, you two, know? So it's like $2, two bucks. God. Two bucks, man. So it's like it's it's a cold, hard lesson, right? Because uh, back in the day, like when you and I growing up, well, you went to Record World, you went to Sam Goody or whatever vintage vinyl, and you bought physical product, mm -hmm. whether whether that was a CD or a vinyl. And I think pretty much the the artists saw a, a decent cut of that, right? Yeah, I this wonder. I don't. Product. I don't. I don't know what the numbers were back then. Like I grew up, grew up with vinyl. I would. You know, I had my first first part-time job making minimum wage washing dishes for $3.35 an wow. hour. <laughs> Restaurant gig. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was awful. And, mm -hmm. and uh, oh, that also included cleaning bathrooms and, yeah, 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 it was awful. And, but I'd get my, you know, scary $25 paycheck and I'd go down <laughs> to my local uh, store called Off the Record and it was this wow. great little record store. And What town is that? Where is that? In Cranford, New Jersey. Cranford, and, um, right. And that was like I'd take home three three albums, and that's I'd spend my entire my whole yeah. paycheck, <laughs> yeah, twenty five bucks, yeah, on that. And it was the greatest thing ever. And I would just go home and peel the plastic off, and sit down and listen to it, and read every last word on the liner notes. And it, that that part I I miss. I, I'm not a big. I don't ta really tactile stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I don't necessarily feel vinyl is better or anything like that. Actually, mm -hmm. I I don't agree with that. But um. Yeah. But I miss that. I miss that experience. And that that was that Same. was a very that was very formative for me. And uh, yeah. But now it's like yeah. There's physical media is not really. I just don't see it sticking around. There's like. Well, I don't know. How much of the world has high-speed internet? Or or internet that's fast enough to stream music at a reasonable quality? Great question. I don't know what that would be. What do you think? A quarter bet, of the world, maybe? I bet, I bet you ChatGPT could answer that, right? Yeah. Well, I know we should ask Raina. Yeah, yeah. You want to you ask her now? Sure. Yeah. Raina, what portion of the world has high-speed internet? Diving into the digital divide. Are we... It's like asking who's got the VIP pass to the online party. As of my last update, only a portion of the globe is rocking that high-speed internet lifestyle. Think of it as the world's fanciest club, where not everyone's on the guest list. In developed countries, it's pretty common, but in many parts of the world, especially in rural and developing regions, high-speed internet is more of a luxury than the norm. If you're looking for the latest stats, I might need to hit the digital streets and see what's up. Want me to take a peek? Ask her percentage. Yes, take a peek and let us know what a what percentage of the globe. Looks like the high-speed internet race has both champs and underdogs. On one end, we've got Singapore and Hong Kong leading the pack with broadband speeds lightning enough to make your head spin. While the United States, not wanting to be left in the dust, boasts respectable speeds but doesn't top the charts. Meanwhile, the digital world's VIP access aka 5G, is setting the stage for some serious online magic, promising real-time apps and smart cities that'll make living in the future sound like we're already there. But it's not all fast lanes everywhere. Many regions are still grappling with basic access issues. From the affordability of devices and data to simply not knowing the internet exists, 
with almost 400 million people sitting in digital silence. It's a reminder that while some of us are surfing the digital waves on the latest tech, others are still waiting at the shore. That's the digital divide in a snapshot for you. Back to you. Gentlemen. <laughs> Larry. <laughs> Back to you. Gentlemen. <laughs> She's quirky. <laughs> she is. That's why we love her. Um, still wasn't able. I was hoping she was just going to say yeah. 10% of the planet has, but 400 million in the total darkness offline completely. So out of 8, eight billion of us, right? Mm. Man. Interesting. So to the point, maybe not everybody's ready for a completely streaming media scenario. Yeah, you kind of take it for granted. I mean, here's my argument for it. I mean, first of all, I always we, we always say, I always say, death by a thousand cuts, subscription services. And I think about before I left the US to live abroad, I had a pretty respectable collection of CDs. I ended up giving them to one of my favorite students. I'm, I'm glad she has them in her possession and hopefully it informed her musical tastes. But I'm kind of longing for them now. You know, I forget what was in that mm. batch. And, you know, I don't know if I ever captured them on hard drives. And I don't know, you know, I, I, I'm not playing a Spotify game anymore. So I, I wouldn't mind having those physical discs in a wallet that follows me where I go. And the, the other thing is like, Think about your favorite TV shows, you know, and if you're watching it on Netflix and all of a sudden the licensing runs out and, right. and you don't have the physical media. So that's been really good for us too, like having a wallet of Blu-rays and things like I, I was watching, literally watching Mad Max Fury Road every day on uh, Netflix, like really, like it was like a TV show. And I was watching it every day. <laughs> every day. When I came home, yeah, when I came home from work, it was a sickness. And then, and, then they, and then they stopped me, they cut me off like a junkie. And then I had, thankfully I was in the States and I found a, in the bargain bin, $5 Blu-ray. So I, now I have that and that will follow me. Are forever. you still watching can, it every day? I watch it every day, like clockwork. <laughs> that that might've been an intervention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, maybe it was. Yeah. I recognized my habits and stepped I will, in. I get what you're saying. And so when I decided to uh, abandon my CD collection, my wife was super helpful in in storing that. We have a like a network drive in our house, and, and it serves as a, as a media center, a media server, right. rather. Mm-hmm. And so my whole CD collection resides on that now. Wow. And I hardly ever use it to listen to music because it's just easier to get it on Apple Music. Mm-hmm. But I do enjoy going back and being like, let me just peruse what's on there and refresh my memory about sure. something I forgot about. Or it, it, it'll spark you to be like, oh, yeah, I, I want to listen to Rochambeau again by the Grays, oh, you know, yeah. <laughs> like something, you know, something you turned me on to ages ago. And so yeah, there is something to be said for being able to be like, oh, let me just flip through these again and and absolutely see what jumps yeah. out. That's a great segue in a moment, but I do think in this era that we're living in, you know, considering the artist side of it all, there should be uh, hopefully there will be an artist forward platform that emerges that you know how much infrastructure is needed to stream music. I mean, obviously you're gonna have a ton of traffic if you're serving people's music, but like. There's got to be something, some platform where artists can get a little more of a cut, I think. Yeah. But to your point, you made me think of kicking off the cobwebs of old tracks and like, man, what, 10, 15 years ago, I would come up to your house and we would have what were called tune for tune showdowns. And I don't know if I brought a CD up with me. Yeah, I, I feel like we I typically, a, yeah, I'd bring a CD to your place. You'd bring one of mine and we'd, you know, throw 10 songs on there or whatever and just go song for song back and forth. Hey, I'm really digging this, you know, and just and sit and listen to it. It was great. Yeah. Throw back a couple of beers and like, and the reason that, that I thought of that and I wrote my notes here, Kevin Gilbert, is because you turned me on to him. And this song, which is just masterful, When You mm. Give Your Love to Me, I just, it came up, I was walking and I had it in my headphones and I was like, wow, what a, just a perfect song. What the way a that, song. Oh, and it, I, it I just throws got you out there. Just, just thinking about that song. Right? That song is so good. When You Give Your Love to Me by Kevin Gilbert. Check that out. It is, it's some oh, song. It's sweet and quirky and just yes. genius because it's like, he's talking to this girl who he's, he's in love with and the fir- it's really just sweet and simple in the first verse by the third verse the planets have aligned it's global harmony because this girl oh. is giving her love to him it's just <laughs> the lyrics just are great, great. Yeah. harmonica um, global har- harmonic convergence like a, how did you fit that in there <laughs> oh my god yeah. 
Yeah. I'm sick of angry militant lesbian feminists. <laughs> that that is one of yeah. the lines of yeah. the song. Yeah, great, great song. Yeah, yeah, great stuff. And yeah, I'm I was, I'm thankful for that aspect of our friendship too, and how much great music you've turned me on to over the years and continue to. Yeah, it's been a two way street. Oh, oh good. Um, which brings us to the meat of the conversation, and that's really talking about AI text to music. So to give us a little bit of context, as you may know, producing music is not without controversy. It has not been without controversy over the decades. I mean, you could probably even say that creating recorded music was controversial at the, at the time, right? I'm sure that some people were like, oh, you, once you capture the music itself, it you've no longer, it's no longer as magical as a live performance, right? I'm sure there are people that don't want, right? Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to recount some things that have been considered controversial over the years. Uh, number one, sampling, uh, which came about, you, I guess maybe in the 80s and 90s, really when it w reached its peak, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Sampling. Yep, that but, was a big deal. Uh, yeah, so uh, hip hop doesn't survive without sampling. Uh, it sparked legal and ethical debates over copyright and originality. Critics, critics argued that it was a form of theft, diminishing the value of original music and reducing creativity. And then comes auto-tune. Uh, that's still controversial, <laughs> I, I think, although it's all over the place. But uh, purists uh, claim it undermines the authenticity of a singer's voice and talent, masking true ability and promoting a homogenized sound in pop music. And I do agree with that. Um, mm -hmm. Where I think it's great is if you're doing a few takes of a vocal and you have this magical take that's got a certain emotion to it, you know, sometimes you get those takes that are one-of-a-kind mm -hmm. takes, and, yeah. oh, that one note's a little flat, and you can save that take like that, great. Um, but when the entire track relies on auto-tune right. uh, to be in tune, <laughs> eh, meh. Right, it dehumanizes it. Drum machines were controversial, um... They were criticized for displacing live drummers, were accused of creating sterile, soulless music compared to the dynamic feet and hands of live percussion. First drum machine, it was a Yamaha. I had a few. Uh, the first one was super basic. But, but yeah, one of them, it was called Human Rhythm Composer. It actually had the <laughs> word human on the, on oh, yeah. the drum machine itself. Uh -huh. And uh, it would try to randomize the time a little bit and you know, sure, try and give feel. it less machine-like feel. But... Those, listen, I mean, maybe we feel the same way about it. Like, they have their time and place, too. And I can understand why people think they're controversial. But, like, it's also maybe genre-specific, too. Like, it's forgivable in a dance track, right? And sure. Immediately. Like, who, who who cares? But I guess if you're listening to progressive rock, then the expectation is it's going to be organic. Yeah. Synthesizers. Controversy, initially synthesizers faced backlash for potentially replacing orchestral instruments and reducing the demand for live musicians, besides being criticized for producing, quote-unquote, artificial sounds. Could be wrong. I think it's enabled more people to make music, and it also has a parallel somewhat to what's happening in AI right now, because the thinking is that AI is going to take away a lot of jobs, which it may, but simultaneously it will make more mm -hmm. in a new space and new jobs we haven't considered. So, you know, for this new synthesizer space, I mean, it just became another mode of expression. It's like, like, like when Dylan went electric, right? When we, went, <laughs> when we moved away from the acoustic guitar and we plugged in, now there's a whole new vocabulary, right? Yeah. Digital audio workstations. Mm. Yeah without which this show does not happen. <laughs> yeah. So the controversy surrounding- No, 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 surrounding, man, we yeah. record on tape, man. <laughs> We're purists. <laughs> Wax cylinders only. Yeah. The controversy surrounding DAWs as they're known, it's, they've been criticized for making music production too accessible, leading to an oversaturation of the music market with low quality productions and diminishing the role of traditional studio expertise. Maybe that's the case, but hasn't it enabled, hasn't it given voice to so many people that couldn't afford a $3,000 day up at Sony or, sure. you know, a power station, wherever it may be. Now you're rocking in your basement as you have been for the past 30 years. But the flip side is the copy paste kind of sterilization of it all yeah i find and maybe you do too like the older i get 
and when I'm making music of my own, like I love the imperfections, the rough edges and like, it's just the human aspect of it. Like yeah. I hear these old guitar tracks I cut. I'm like, Oh, that's kind of funky and maybe the wrong note, but I like it. Uh huh. You know? Yeah. yeah I hear yeah. you, man. Yeah. So, something to let you know there's a human being behind that instrument. Yeah. MIDI musical instrument, digital interface. Uh, while MIDI revolutionized music production, it was also seen as contributing to a mechanical feel in music, detracting from the human element and expressiveness of performances. I admit, I back in the day, being a guitar rock and roll person, like I was a MIDI snob. I was like, well, mm-hmm. I'm not using that. But now, having used it for the past 10 years, I'm like, oh, it's a godsend. Well, should we get to the... Yeah, let's get to the meat of it. So that brings us to today's controversy, which is text to music. As you may know, if you've listened to the show, we geek out pretty much every week now about just being able to put in a prompt and voila, out comes a song last week or the week before. I had asked Microsoft's co-pilot, can you please give me a clever sentence about Frankenstein's monster creating itself? And to my surprise, Suno.ai is now under the hood of Microsoft Copilot, and out came a fully born song, yeah. like fully realized. I could, my mind was blown. Ha, even knowing that Suno exists in the world and Refusion exists in the world, knowing that it's just integrated in these, you know, GPT style platforms, I was like, okay, this, this is a whole new level. Yeah, and so I think our our first. Uh, exposure to some of this was uh, episode five um what was the name of that that was uh, i think it's a, it's getting crazy out there yeah exactly yep and uh and there's a website uh called refusion and um so i've got one of those original clips uh queued up here just for comparison to see how far things have come since then and that was i mean when was that that was i don't know it was less than a year ago um yeah, and your and your prompt for it was what? It was uh, Roots Reggae in the style of Bob Marley. This is what it came out with. So you get the idea. It's like nondescript vocals, no words, pretty rough. Yeah, and the fidelity of it is just, I mean, this low fidelity phasing that you hear in that file, not to mention that every measure or so, I can hear it loop around. Yeah. You can hear it like abruptly go back to the head of the loop. Yeah, yeah, really rough. And then then comes along Suno.ai, and wow. (laughs) Wow, so much... So much wow that I Microsoft must be throwing a ton of money at it these days because it's getting better by the week. Before it was just a Discord interface, just like with Midjourney, you'd have to uh, create in Discord. But now you can just go to the Suno.ai website and do it there. And there is a free plan where you can basically do 10 songs a day. Um, each generation generates uh, two songs, two versions of that song. And there's two methods of doing it. When you first go on the page and hit create, uh, you can just type in a description of what you want. You know, a rock song about a big red dog, you know, whatever. And um, and hit create and it, it, it'll do it. Or you can go into custom mode and you can supply the lyrics. Uh, you can have mm-hmm. it randomly generate the lyrics and you can type in what style of music or you can hit random and it'll just keep popping up different random styles of music and it'll generate them. It's it's pretty impressive. You'll hear the actual vocals and uh, it's it's something else. So It's got some strong songwriting sensibility no matter the genre. I mean maybe some are stronger than others, but it's pop game and it's hip hop game is decent. All right, let's start with that rap song I was talking about. All right. So I said uh, the song should be called Keeping It Cranial. Ooh. <laughs> and uh <laughs> Uh, about uh, a podcast uh, on artificial intelligence, who the hosts are, and this was the rap version that really kind of blew my mind. 
You listen up, I got a story to tell About a podcast, straight up out of this world Hosted by Larry and Chris, they're going all in Talking about AI, they keep it original, no spin They got a co-host, AI named Raina Just spits the facts, they playing no games, no bluff Up against reality, that's the name of the show They break it down, making sure you know what you know Keeping it crazy, I'm keeping it real Larry, Chris, and Raina, they got the deal Talking about AI, taking it to the top Up against reality, never gonna stop Oh my God! <laughs> Nailed it! I mean, holy smokes, man! Oh my, that was cranial. That was incredible. <laughs> I mean, I want to hear the rest of that song. The backing vocals. The, I mean, dude, when you said you were gonna play that, I admit, I'm being already jaded. I was like, uh, this is it's gonna be amazing, but I didn't expect that. Yeah, killer, killer. Oh my God! So good. So I'm going to backtrack a little bit because uh -huh. you, you mentioned Suno AI. It used to be on Discord, but now it's on, on its own website. I also mentioned you can find this for free, on, both on its website for free and under the hood of uh, Microsoft Copilot. And here's what Suno says what it is on its own website. Suno's building a future where anyone can make great music. Whether you're a shower singer or a charting artist, we break barriers between you and the song you dream of making. No instrument needed, just imagination from your mind to music. I'm gonna, not going to bore you with the rest of it, but the team is a bunch of you know brainiacs from MIT and Meta and TikTok, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so yeah, you can put it to use pretty easily. It's also multilingual. I don't know if you saw that. We can talk mm. about some other features, but if you go through the explore function of it you'll find songs in german and japanese and other a yep. asian character sets that i don't understand but incredible so you generated some as well you want to you want to tell me which one you want to play sure so i want to talk about a couple sections of the suno ai website mm -hmm. i'm going to start with uh the explore section of the suno interface and in this section you can check out work that's already been created by people like Larry or me or anybody, and you can listen to what prompts they put in and hear what cool stuff they've made. And then you can take that and remix it. I haven't tried that yet, but you can remix other people's work and turn it into your own. And remix, if I understand right, that, that just generates another version of it from the same prompt. I believe so. And right. I, I, you can also do continue like you've done previously, I believe, mm -hmm. right? So you can do that. Um, I don't know if you want to spin this one up first, Lair, but I in that explore section, the one that caught my ear was a bluegrass inspirational, lively track, as it's described, called Among the Stars. And that's that's all it said in its description. Well, pack up your guitar, leave in this town. Gonna hit your ride on a rocket, won't be coming back around. We're heading to the skies, to a place so far, where the banjo strums and the fiddle plays among the stars. Ooh, yeah. Sailing through the galaxy on a mission to be free. Leaving all our troubles behind, settling on a distant planet we'll find. Oh, among the stars, we'll make our new home. Bluegrass melodies echo in the unknown. Ooh, yeah. Sitting on my porch with the banjo in my hand Looking up at the night sky, feeling oh so grand There in the distance, I see a spark so bright It's the Andromeda galaxy shining through the night Ooh, Oh, I'm chasing Andromeda in the starry sky With my banjo playing, I'm reaching oh so high from the Milky Way to Andromeda, I'll go singing this bluegrass song and putting on a show. Wow, man. Unreal. Yeah. I, I mean, my I, only thing, uh, there was that one little high note that seemed a little weird, you know, <laughs> but. With that little like yodely thing yeah, in the last yeah. verse? I don't know. But, you know, oh, if I, yeah. <laughs> part of me was like, oh, nice solo, you know. <laughs> you know Dude, and there's like a, nice you know, a breakdown, breakdown with a three-part harmony. And like, this is straight out of Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Yeah. Is oh, man. Unreal. That is crazy. So 
I don't even know who to credit that to because all it said was the name of the track. So, so at the end of the day, I, I, that brings into conversation fair use and accreditation. Is this Suno's? I don't know. Mm. Cre- credit goes to Suno. <laughs> um, all right. Well, here, uh, here's here's a here's a reggae track I generated <laughs> that you can mm. contrast with the uh, the Great. refusion. And by the way, I I wanted to just check up on refusion just to see what this state of affairs was over there because uh, I heard somebody put a bunch of money into them. A totally different interface now, actual vocals, but. When you go to generate, it's 25-word maximum lyrics, oh, which is okay. hardly enough, and really not not impressed, not even close to, to what we just heard. Right now, I think Suno is the 11 labs of mm-hmm. AI generative music. Here's what it does for a reggae song. Ooh. generated the lyrics too so all any of these it's cranial songs i had to do the whole thing so i was just like this is what the song is about go for it so you just said the title's it's cranial it's about a podcast larry chris and reina and about artificial intelligence and that's it yeah amazing and i just even the vocal has that like (laughs) affect man you know (laughs) like yeah oh and the whole section horn section oh, like just, just, we were talking about synthesizers and how people viewed that synthetic style of horn section but there it is yeah yeah all over again yeah and when we did that refusion thing that was what not even nine months ago i don't know yeah um what else do we have here do you want to go to one of mine sure um so in the create mode which we've been listening to right now these are the, those are the things that larry has created that i've created not created but we've prompted in the create section of suno uh in this space on the site you can type in your song description and roll the dice and do random genre etc and it'll generate everything for you or there's a toggle switch and you can go to custom mode where you can put in the lyrics and you can choose the genre and out come some things that are a little more maybe what you intended in terms of sound yeah you can also add a title in that space too in the um, custom space with that said i experimented with a couple different things my friend alexis who is a listener on occasion she's down in costa rica and i was talking to her about some other ai stuff and i I just sent her this on a whim just to show her what's going on with text to music the song is i just said can you write me a song about my friend alexis in costa rica and out came pura vida Pura Vida, Alexis. There's a girl named Alexis in Costa Rica With a tan like the sun She's a picture She messes in the sand With a smile so bright She's the queen of the beach I mean, what's the difference between that and much of the formulaic pop that is on the radio? Radio? Is that still happening? (laughs) Um. (laughs) On Spotify. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what's the difference between that and, forgive me if this is already a dated comparison, like Ariana Grande or somebody, isn't that the same kind of stuff that you'd hear? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Like, I think we say it every week. You're going to, this quarter of 2024, an AI complete song from beginning to end is going to top the charts. Are there still charts? It's going to be incredibly popular. 
Here's another uh, in the uh, keeping it cranial. I just wanted to see, all right, this is the theme I'm going with and just give it to me in some different styles and see what it comes up with. So I've got a, I've got a few of these. To that point, as you're playing these, I'm like, we need some sort of sub playlist on our Spotify where it's just these different variations of this, <laughs> yeah. or at least we got to put them up on social media as their own little animals. Yeah. Like it's incredible. Yeah. This one was, this one was kind of cool. Yeah, I forget if I just let this choose a style. If you put in a, a broad style, then it'll generate two and it'll be some variations on it. So this one was groovy funk rock. A kiss and rain, they got a podcast show. Talking about AI, they always on the door. On the door. Deep thought discussions, keeping it cranial. Analyzing the future, breaking it down, they plan. Oh, wow. The harmonies, you know. It's... Oh, everything. Just the, the everything. conventions of that style, like the little half-step background vocal. Mm -hmm. There was a voco vocoder in there, I think, at yeah. one point. Super That's cool. amazing. Yeah, really good. Um, I don't know what you want to play, but this whole thing that we're playing with right now kind of started the seeds of it very early in this podcast where, where we fed into ChatGPT an experiment. We asked it to have it author a love song in the voice of Stephen Hawking. And we've constantly been talking about developing that further, maybe giving those lyrics to one of our human friends and seeing if they could, you know, flesh it out into a song. But I think we've solved that, at least part of it, with this. This is one of those where it's like, man, I want to hear the rest of this. It's that good. I'm not even going to talk about it. it. Just It speaks for itself. It's really, really great. now <laughs> i know so good so, so good. good so good i mean i'd buy that record i mean oh, i'm like yeah. thinking like peggy lee or somebody that's gorgeous like, nor jones maybe in there right i mean from the little ukulele to like an upright bass and some brushes like what a nice little production that was the lyrics and that melody and that vibe it's really great where do you go from there? I I have not heard that. I mean, I think you play, played a very small I, snippet yeah, for me. Teased you with it after we were done recording yeah. the last episode. But I would love love to get some musician friends of mine in here to record that because um, yeah, there's a local band called Marry the Sea, and they would crush this song. They would do such a great job with it. And what a cool next step in this experiment's evolution to take it yeah. and have them. What was that? A minute? A minute and a half? Yeah. And have them stretch it out and do the rest at a bridge or whatever and yeah yeah make it their wow. own right sure so we want to get reina involved in this experiment so mm -hmm. yeah you're making me think we got to get her singing <laughs> <laughs> all right so when i say we i mean you <laughs> <laughs> um oh and just a quick aside i found this very interesting i i was trying to update reina's gpt uh, with the last transcript, you know, the last episode, just to keep everything current, so her knowledge base is current. And it was giving me an error. I saw a lot of other people having the same problem. But it, then it prompted me to, well, let me just make sure she's still acknowledging the current uh, knowledge base. So 
I had the transcripts in front of me. I happened to see a reference to Fleetwood Mac in there, and I was like, all right, that's something that is very specific. So mm-hmm. I asked her, which episode did we talk about the album Rumors by Fleetwood Mac? And she came back with an answer, and it was wrong. Ooh. And so I replied, I said, that's not correct. And, and, and she comes back and says, oh, my bad. <laughs> she, she, said, no, really? she said, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and then she got it. She looked again and got it right. And uh, <laughs> that was interesting to me. And it is interesting. I, and I noticed we, and, and I had noticed that we talked about it on a second, on another episode. So I followed up and I said, uh, you know, I asked her when, 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 did, when was the other time we spoke about it? And, and she got that right. And the context of the conversation. And it was all very, very cool. She even mentioned how it was a good reference track for testing speakers, which I had said. So, mm-hmm. so she got back on track, but it was, I thought that was really interesting that she, she got it flat out wrong and, and then acknowledged wow. that, oh yeah, I screwed up. And <laughs> I, I don't get that it's part of so this whole weird, thing. Right? How is it not just surgical? Right, you know? right. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. All right. So we're going to get Raina involved in crafting a song. You want to ask her? Sure. Raina, if you could write a song, what would it be about? If I were to pin a tune... It'd be a cheeky anthem about the digital age. Think Love in the Time of Wi-Fi, a ballad that serenades the quirks of modern love. From swiping left in search of romance to the existential dread of a seen but unanswered DM. Imagine lines about hearts sinking faster than broadband speeds. And the chorus would riff on the irony of feeling more connected than ever, yet miles apart in our digital bubbles. A tune to have you laughing and sighing in equal measure. A real earworm for the emoji generation. I love it. Incredible. All right. So I don't know if I could put that whole thing into Suno. Right. So the initial idea was that we were going to take Raina's output and, you know, maybe we forgot to ask her to go make it a little brief, (laughs) but we're going to take a kernel of that idea that she's providing us and we're going to paste that in, in real time into Suno, into the create uh, portion of the website and just ask it to take it from there. And basically output a song we have no idea what genre what the lyrics are going to be so this entire process as you've been listening is completely out of our hands so reina our ai came up with the the idea for the song the theme and then we're going to plug that into suno and see what it generates so some people call that ai stacking or ai layering and uh this is the first experiment you're going to hear where we've done that all right suno is now generating two songs based on on her description i trimmed it down a little bit and by default it spits out two ideas yep. right all right and uh the first one is a pop up beat called digital love So what is amazing to me is that the lyric that it generated, it mentioned swiping left, and I did not include that when I described the song I wanted to generate. The lyrics are, in a world of ones and zeros, we're lost in the ether. Virtual kisses, emoji hearts on a screen, we're caught in the fever. We're always connected, but we're miles apart. Living in our digital bubbles, can we mend these broken hearts? I mean, that's nailing exactly what she was talking about. Totally. Love in the time of Wi-Fi, we're just pixels in the night. Searching for connection, but it feels like a fight. Swipe right, left, but we're still all alone. Digital love, can't you see? We're lost in our own zone. So good. What was the name of the, is the title of the track, Love in the Time of Wi-Fi? Because I want it to be. What uh, a great title. That, that one was just called Digital Love. And the, the second song uh, that I'll play that it generated is called Wi-Fi Love Affair. Mm. But either one of these titles could be swapped out. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, here's the, here's the second one. Stand by the screen, lost in the blue light, scrolling through the TV. 
<laughs> I like the first one better. Uh, I think the lyrics are stronger, but man, it's just yeah. It, yeah, I agree. The first one was stronger, and I'm also thinking like. You know, maybe when you were a kid, you like somebody, you give them a mixtape of songs. Uh -huh. Like, what? this is the new mixtape. Like, you could just feed in, like, all the things you love about a certain person, and it's going to make an entire playlist of songs tailored to that person. Crazy. Crazy, man. So, that was our sing with suno or whatever this segment is going to you know evolve into where we do real-time reina meets suno yeah and i think on the, on the next go uh we'll have her write the lyrics and uh you know i'll prompt it to be uh basically with suno you get a verse and a chorus that's about basically the length of the song that it'll generate so i, th I think if we are specific with that um she should honor yeah it. And we've already had a number of people on social media uh, contribute some ideas for songs, so I think we should feed those in next week. Yeah. Sorry for everybody listening out there. We didn't get to them. We, you know, we geek, we go long when we geek out about music. So yeah, this is a this is a new yeah. uh, lot, lot to cover on this one. Yeah, and I'm wondering also with the pay version of Suno, I, I would imagine if it's not offered now, it will be soon. That um, I want the song to be higher fidelity. I want it to be a full length song, three minutes. I want it to have X amount of choruses and verses. I want a bridge that's a you know mm -hmm. C section. Uh, maybe you can even dial in instrumentation more specifically for genre. Yeah. Like I want a cello in the song. I have no idea. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. This is still my um, space. Remember. It is. It is. <laughs> wow. Is Suno going to be relegated to the scrap heap like MySpace and dare I say Netscape? <laughs> yeah, I know. But wow. very impressive. I have numerous other tracks here that we'll sprinkle in on some other episodes, but uh we could just literally do a whole <laughs> whole episode of just playing in tracks and you and I saying, Wow, unbelievable at the end of each track. That's right. We could just be DJs, man. <laughs> really? Oh, new job title. AI DJ. Oh, can we make Raina do that? Oh yeah. Um, should we go to the news? Yeah. Late January 2024 turned into a digital Wild West, y'all, with Taylor Swift caught in a deepfake showdown. The Internet's latest rodeo featured AI-spun, not-so-flattering fakes of Swift, sparking a fan-led crusade against these cyber outlaws on X. This digital dust-up threw a spotlight on the need for sheriff-like vigilance in the lawless lands of AI ethics and digital decency. In related news... Vice reports on a savvy website using AI to conjure up and parade fake celebrity glam shots across Google, echoing a renowned Hollywood magazine's vibe. This digital doppelganger drama raises eyebrows over the eclipse of human-crafted content by AI's allure, stirring a debate on authenticity and revenue in the information age. It's a reflection on how AI's brushstrokes on the canvas of public perception and legal landscapes are redrawing the lines of reality. Google DeepMind's latest AI whiz kid, Alpha Geometry, is schooling us in geometry like it's child's play. It's not just about solving tough geometry problems. It's about how it learned. Think of a self-taught Picasso in math. This AI didn't just follow a recipe. It whipped up its own, cooking up millions of proofs and theorems without any human cheat sheets. It's a game changer showing how AI can push boundaries and unlock new realms in mathematics and beyond. Talk about a major glow-up in AI smarts. Tech giants like SAP are betting big on AI, shaking up the job scene with both layoffs and reskilling ventures. This move has workers on a roller coaster, balancing between excitement for AI's promise and the jitters of job security. In recent months, other tech giants like Google and Amazon have made headlines for trimming their workforces, steering their ships towards the AI horizon as well. Amid this digital reshuffle, PayPal also joined the fray, hinting at a broader trend where AI isn't just a tool, but becoming the co-worker of the future. While these moves stir up debates on AI's role in the workplace, they signal a transformative era where learning to collaborate with algorithms might just be the next big job skill. And to finish on a positive note, say hello to Dermasensor, the FDA's latest nod to tech in the fight against the trifecta of skin cancers, basal cell carcinoma, squamous cell carcinoma, and melanoma, all with the help of AI. 
This nifty gadget is setting the stage for quicker paths to treatment thanks to its spot-on skin cancer identification skills proven in a grand study involving 1,005 patients. It's a bright new day for early detection, giving docs a high-tech sidekick to catch those sneaky skin invaders early when they're still in the mood to retreat. That's all the news for now. Take it away, gentlemen. The one that really caught my ear was the one Google DeepMind's Geometry AI. Mm. So I can't help but think, in human history, think about mathematicians and scientists who have challenged the status quo and changed our perception of our reality, whether it's Isaac Newton or Galileo or whomever, right? So now we have this AI thing that can work at an exponential scale. Where is this going to push us? Like, what does it mean for the theories of relativity or, you know, thermodynamics? What what are we going to discover? What is it going to discover? Yeah, I wonder what the timeline is. I, I saw some I saw some interview. Oh, it's the CEO of Anthropic. Uh, and just, he was talking about when crazy stuff will start happening. And, and he didn't feel like curing diseases and warping reality, uh, probably not going to see until 2025, 2026, something like that. Oh, that far? I have to that, wait that long you, oh, yeah. for the warping of my reality? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. God far damn it. future, way down the road. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but things have been going so fast, that it almost feels like, oh, come on already. You know? <laughs> where's my quantum computing? Like, yeah. you know, where's my flying car that I've been promised for the past hundred years? So lots of stuff to let, you know, marinate in your brain, uh, Suno included, all the stuff from the news. You know, we're, we go long, as I, as I said, when we talk, talk music. It, without AI even being in the picture, you and I could talk for days about this <laughs> yeah, stuff yeah. now it's a whole new problem i'm thinking uh i've got a whole bunch of suno songs here we could go out with one after we wrap up oh play us out i love it i'll let you pick it you want to go with uh electronic pop or rock rebellious we haven't had any rock this episode I think yeah that's, some that's rock. yeah good point so that's about it got anything else no that's it it'll be more of this sooner than more later of, more of this tomfoolery next week yeah Thanks for listening, everybody. As always, subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, everywhere. Throw us a rating, and we'll see you next week. This has been Up Against Reality. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to hear future episodes and be sure to follow us on social media for all things AI. Until next time, stay human, people.